Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Paso Apaso Podcast, otherwise known as Paso Podcast, as well playing live uh, on KNCE 93.5 in Taos, New Mexico. This is a Taos, New Mexico based podcast interview series uh, highlighting for now our network members of Paso Apaso. You can learn more about them at pasotaos.org. As far as this recording today, we are very happy to have Taylor from Inspire here in Taos to talk about two pressing issues um, related to COVID and employment and childcare and early childhood education. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Taylor, and how would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Taylor Echemendi, the founder and director of Inspire Bilingual Early Learning Center, a Reggio-inspired um, early education program, um, ranging from ages birth through age five with out-of-school programming for um, elementary school kids. Awesome. And the out-of-school programming for elementary school kids, is that something that's newer to, um, to Inspire? Um, we've always had programming for out of out of school programming for school age children. You know, after school programming, um, programming during holidays and during the summer. Um, but most recently, we're expanding that programming exponentially to help to um, support children in remote learning environments that don't have access or the ability to uh, have family members to support them in remote learning or hybrid learning in during this COVID time. Um, and since, you know, if, for those who have heard the previous podcasts or the ones to come, they're gen- normally kind of general discussions about a program, but we'll do that some other time with Taylor because she's a, a lady of action and there's a lot to catch up on. Um, with respect to those here in Taos who know Inspire as um, Early Childhood Education Center, um, now with this program that you just mentioned for kids who don't have access and need to do online schooling, how, how are they f- finding out about these programs? Are you getting referrals from the school district or how does that work? Um, yeah, I, I have really kind of spearheaded this project um, just out of an acknowledgement for the need. We know that there are working families in Taos. Uh, people working multiple jobs, many essential workers that really don't necessarily have the ability to stay at home um, and support the remote learning for their children. So, um, you know, although I have been helping to spearhead it, it is a collaborative effort with many organizations um, in Taos, uh, particularly Taos County, um, has really come to the table to provide um access and support us by providing um, space for children. Um, So they have allocated all of the um, community centers across Taos County as spaces where children can um, come and gather in small pods of five children with one educator um, to support their online learning. Some other um, cooperating partners is Taos Behavioral Health. You know, we're really weaving in and um, highlighting and encouraging access to behavioral health. So all of these pods are really centered around a really strong social-emotional focus um, and access to family navigation and therapy services um, interwoven with 
um, kind of an integrated project approach to help support the Common Core standards and a more hands-on approach to um, kind of um, support the remote learning for children who might not learn in that way. Um, other partners that have come to the table, there's the Taos Educational Collaborative, which has been allowing or really working hard to get um, internet access points across the county um, to support children, um, as well as um, members of the PASO network, um, Taos Land Trust, Taos Ski Valley has been really pivotal in providing space and support, um, the EC COAD. Um, so there's just, it's really been a community-wide effort to support um, our children and families in a pretty comprehensive way, which is exciting. That's amazing. And it's, it's wonderful that um, I know from watching you that you've spent many months foreseeing the needs that would be needed now and trying to drum up interest and advocacy for them. And it's great that it's, it's uh, you know, activated now. Um, moving forward, how would a parent know if their family or student would qualify or apply or get in touch with um, this sort of opportunity. I'm not sure how, how that would work, and, and I bet listeners would be curious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really, this the, the goal is to have a coordinated effort with all of the schools across the district, ranging our district in Taos, but to include Penasco, Penasco and Cuesta as well, um, but really to work in collaboration with the schools so that children are staying in pods that are specific to their class. Um, what we're seeing is that children are so much more successful when they're in a pod with other children in the same class on the same, um, using the same um, online platform. And there's the ability for parents, teachers, and pod providers to communicate with one another um, and really create this culture of support across the teacher, the, um, the child, the family, and the educational enrichment hub uh, provider. So I think that that's really important. So there is a lot of coordination that goes into that. Um, unfortunately, it's a little slower than we would have hoped, um, but we're, it, we're getting there. Um, we have lists from every class um, in the district now, as well as um, the charter schools in order. To, and so now we have the ability to actually call them and build a relationship and co-construct a plan that works for each family and their children. So that's, those are the next steps. And this is something that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did you kind of envision this need and this sort of collaboration or did it kind of grow into the various partners that are part of it now? Because I'm imagining that you even though you would like for things to go be, uh, faster than they are, currently I'd assume that we're doing pretty well or you're doing pretty well for the community to bring all these people together and offer this. Is this something that you're aware of happening elsewhere in the nation? Not that you need to pay attention, you know, because there's so much to do here. Um, you know, I have been in conversation with the Early Childhood Education and Care Department um, since the closures um, have happened um, I sit on their advisory council and have been in close contact with the child care licensing um, division with the Early Childhood Education and Care Department and presented this idea um, back in around May. And we worked on it together to really think about how can Five Star 
early childhood education programs umbrella, um, another satellite program to support school-aged children. So through those conversations, um, we've supported one another and they've been amazing in their support and guidance um, as far as um, troubleshooting and thinking about it collaboratively. And then that actually has been rolled out um, statewide as what, as a um, as the recommendation. So um, I've been working with lots of different districts and programs around the state to talk about like what has been working, what, what are ideas, what's working in different communities um, and with different organizations and, and collaborations and in order to um, create something that is sustainable. We know that early childhood education in general is underfunded um, and we struggle to, to be sustainable anyway. So it's really this marriage of local government, behavioral health, early childhood education, and um, cooperation with, with the school district that has really made it possible to create these opportunities. Cool. Um, so moving on, we have about uh, six more minutes in our 15-minute segment here. Um, you are hiring because, uh, as I understand it, of this um, diversified uh, multi-location um, program that you're rolling out. What, are, what, are, what does that position look like? How many folks do you anticipate hiring and how can people get in touch with you? Um, you know, that's, that's been challenging. I mean, the people have been reaching out just via word of mouth, which is exciting. Um, so we have, you know, we opened, um, six pods this last week and we'll open, um, six more next week and then we'll continue to, um, you know, expand that programming as we're able to get spaces licensed, um, and so, you know, we're hiring kind of indefinitely in this, at this point, you know, it's important that people are interested in learning. We're trying to build learning communities. Um, so, you know, there will be a strong, again, a strong social emotional component. So everyone will be trained, um, in, um, social emotional learning as well as um, have continued support through reflective supervision um, where they're having the ability to um, connect with other providers to help support um, just their own emotional health um, because we know that this is a, tr a hard time right now. Um, but again, you know, it really has to do with people who are interested in supporting our community that has ranged from retired teachers to new people who want to get into, who are interested in the field. Um, so really the, the idea is to connect people with, um, you know, the, the group of children that best suits their um, ability levels as well as their interest and, um, and comfort levels. So, you know, this is an opportunity as well that we can rope into connecting these providers to higher education, enrolling in classes that then um, the early childhood education and care department has a scholarship to help support to pay for that education. Um, there are lots of training opportunities. Um, so it's really 
you know, it, again, it has to, there's that importance of coming from a place of passion and really wanting to work with children. You know, it's a, it, you have to be adaptable and flexible at this point because every day is changing and we are all just re we're inventing our new realities as it unfolds. And so, um, but again, I think that we have a wealth of, of amazing, talented, incredible people in our community. And, you know, we've seen businesses closing and things happening where we're, people have had to adjust. You know, I've hired quite a few people who um, were working in the food service industry and have now kind of, um, you know, decided to take on a pod and have been amazingly successful and are finding so much joy in the the spending time with children and working in this kind of collaborative environment so you know I think it, it's really for for anybody who is wanting to step up help the community and support children and their families wonderful and I think um, I, I believe inspire has a new Facebook page. Um, and there is a job posting on there as well as locally on the uh, Taos Jobs uh, group here in Taos on Facebook. Also on the PASO website, um, if you want to visit pasotaos.org slash jobs, um, you can fill out a form there and that can be sent over to Taylor and um, you can uh, you know connect with her and see if uh, one of these roles is, is right for you. In our last uh, minute and a half here, Taylor, is there anything that we didn't cover that is an immediate need that the community can uh, support you in as they hear it here locally on KNCE um, and perhaps on the podcast as well? Um, I think, you know, we're really looking for people interested to help support um, working within these environments. Again, these are going to be licensed facilities, so every family can access child care assistance up through age 14, which is an important thing to remember because you know, we know that we're in Towson, families don't have the the funds necessarily to pay for tuition to support um, these types of, of programming. And so we really want to make it accessible to everyone. Um, as we're building these, these sites, we're going to need uh, materials, uh, furniture, things like that. So people can reach out with donations. Um, if, if people are interested in being involved, please contact me. Again, I really, you know, we're calling this the Taos Community Cares Project. And it really is about our community coming together in supporting the care and emotional and overall well-being of the children and their families. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for everything you're doing, um, Taylor. I think we're going to have to do a part two because there's another topic I think we were planning to discuss, which is um, the not necessarily the difference, but the transition um, in our society from childcare to early childhood education. Thanks so much, Taylor. We'll do another recording, and uh, thanks for all your great work. And hopefully, we'll find some folks to to uh, connect with you and, and help out in the cause. Awesome! Thank you so much.